The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This will be your Wednesday, June 21st edition. We got a four-game early, 11-game main slate. Hope everybody enjoyed their Tuesday. Uh, we nailed the pitching. The hitting was interesting. Uh, you could have got it right, but um, it wasn't your prototypical hitters that got it done for you. Very interesting slate, to say the least, um, but we nailed the pitching, which was nice for a uh, Ugly slate where a lot of pitching got beat up as expected. We move on to another day where totals are through the roof. We'll get to those in just a minute. We'll talk about some weather uh, in Miami. They'll likely have the roof closed with slight chances of rain if they don't. Ideal hitting conditions. Really warm, humid. Wind's blowing in from right, but the roof should be closed if it's not. Even with the wind blowing in, insane hitting conditions. Uh, In Kansas City... Very, very warm, wind blowing out to left, insane hitting conditions for Boston at Kansas City. Uh, stack some hitters in that one. Padres at Cubs, per uh, pretty good pitching conditions there. Cardinals at Phillies, very light chances of rain, not too bad in that one. Um, also, when you go to Cleveland, Baltimore, pretty warm, not too bad, nice hitting conditions there. Uh, slight chances of rain in the Bronx with the Angels-Yankees, not too bad. Again, Giants, Braves, more chances of thunderstorms like every day this week in Atlanta. Hopefully it misses yet again. Uh, If it does, it'll be humid, slightly warm, somewhat decent hitting conditions again. Toronto at Texas, wind blowing in from left, but warm, so hitting conditions there. White Sox at Twins, slight chances of rain in that one. (coughs) Excuse me. Wind blowing in from right field, so good pitching conditions there. Roof should be closed in Milwaukee. Colorado is Colorado, and it's going to be warm in that one, so watch out. Uh, Houston and Oakland's fine. Dodgers is fine. Seattle is fine. So there you go there. Weather is what it is. Let's take a look at the totals on your day's action. In your day games, Reds, Tampa Bay, total 9.5. Nats, Marlins, 8.5. Sox, Royals, 9.5. Still waiting on that Padres-Cubs. you got Cardinals-Phillies as we head to the evening. Cardinals-Phillies, 9.5. Indians-Orioles, 9.5. Angels-Yankees, 
Giants, Braves, 9. Blue Jays, Rangers. Yes, Blue Jays, Rangers. This is not Coors Field. Is 11. White Sox, Twins, 10. Pirates, Brewers, 9.5. Coors Field. Diamondbacks, Rockies, 12. 12. 12. My God. Astros, A's, 9. Mets, Dodgers, we're still waiting on because of the pitching change in the, with the Mets with Pill starting. Tigers, Mariners, 8.5. So your Tigers, Mariners, 8.5 is your lowest total on the evening slate unless Mets, Dodgers comes out pretty low. But my goodness, we have a 10.5, an 11, and a 10, not even in Coors Field. And Coors Field is a 12. So, yes, we have more offenses. I tweeted out a little bit ago, none of the team totals are below 4 for the day or the night slates. It is wild, folks. Wild, wild, wild. Real quick, as we break down the four-game early slate, you got Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Tim Adelman versus Erasmo Ramirez. Adelman is $5,600. Ramirez, $6,200. Adelman's facing Tampa Bay with the high strikeout rate, which is something you're looking for. He's limited the hard contact. Um, the Rays do have a team total of where'd they go? Sorry about this. Four nine seven. Lefties rating three thirty five off Adelman. So yep, Rays are in play. R- Ramirez is uh, been very hittable as late. Cincinnati is very very good at hitting the long ball. Lefty's hitting 354 off of So both offenses in play in this one. You're going to have to pick pitchers on these slates, unfortunately. So you might have to roll the dice on these. We'll get to those in a minute. Um, but, yeah, with the, the Rays, you're looking at C. Dick for sure. Uh, Sousa Jr., Love Lomo. Definite options there. Malik Smith leading off uh, are all in play. Cincinnati, you got Shebler, Duvall. Uh, Billy Hamilton, Votto, the usual suspects in play. Winker could be a value play there. Um, next up, Washington at Miami. Scherzer, 14100 Definitely the highest price pitcher on the early slate. He's actually the highest price the entire day. Facing off against Dan Straley at $7,500. Uh, both two really good pitchers in this matchup. You know, Scherzer, pretty simple here. He's outstanding. Facing a Miami team striking out 20.3% of the time. Scherzer is the sixth best the last 30 days in barrel fit, striking out um, 39.73% of the batters he's facing in the last 30 days. When you're talking about the Miami Marlins, lowest team total on the slate of 4.02. Lefties hitting 317. Righties 196 off Scherzer. We know Scherzer's good for a home run or two, but other than that, the Ks are there. Swing strike rate of over 15%. Hard contact rate, like I mentioned, extremely low. Scherzer's great. You got Straley on the other side of things. Um, got good strikeout stuff. Facing the Nationals to strike out 19.1% of the time. In the last 30 days, Straley's 20 best on the barrel fit leaderboard. Getting barreled 4% of the time, striking out over 26% of the batters he's facing. The Nats do swing a great bat, as we know. They had another good night on Tuesday. But when you're looking at the slate, they have one of the lower totals at 448. Lefties are only hitting 278, righties 323. Against Straley. So if you want to be contrarian on a small slate, you can roll the dice with Straley. Maybe the lineup comes out and someone's sitting that helps you out in this matchup. It's a scary situation going up against Scherzer and that Nationals offense. But it's an option in that ballpark. It's a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, you could easily see Straley getting nailed. But on a four-game slate, you got to take some gambles, and he's one that's worth rolling the dice on if you decide to go that direction. 
Uh, with Washington, you're looking at, you know, Harper and Murphy and Zimmerman. If Lynn gets to start, Lynn's in play. Um, Rendon, if he's back, he's been banged up. Goodwin's been playing well in the two-hole. Um, Trey Turner's actually hitting righties better than lefties, so they're all in play. Uh, when you're looking at the Marlins against Scherzer, you pick your poison. Stanton's in play against everybody. Ozuna's swinging a great bat. Boar's on fire. You're kind of looking at them, maybe some Yellick. That's about all you're really looking at. They're looking for some home runs, basically, in that matchup. Boston at Kansas City. Drew Pomeranz, 8,500 against Ian Kennedy, 6,400. When you're looking at Pomeranz, Kansas City strikes out 18.4% of the time. Pomeranz striking out 26.6%, walking about 8%. He's got to watch out for that. Hard hard contact rate of 34%. He's got the swinging strikeout rate. It always comes down to is he going to walk guys or strike out guys, which Drew Pomeranz is showing up. Uh, Kansas City's at a 4-5-6 team total. Lefty's 319. Righty's only 290. And Kansas City's average to almost below average against lefties in Woba and ISO. They've they've improved of late. Like they've been swinging the bat overall versus lefties and righties well of late. Uh, Sale was phenomenal. Uh, he gave up two runs in the ninth. Other than that, Mustakas had a solo home run early. He But Sale is Sale. That's just a whole other ball game. But uh, Pomeranz, if he's not walking, guys, could be in for a really good, nice game at 8500 bucks. Um, could be a, a really nice play if you're not paying up for Scherzer or if you want to match him with Scherzer and go for value bats. Um, at the same time, you could go with some Royals bats because Pomeranz could be popular and you could go against him with like Kane, Salvi Perez if he's in the lineup. He's been banged up of late. Bonifacio, who everyone overlooks. He's got extreme power. He's been batting second a lot. Merrifield leading off. Good option there as well. Uh, Moustakis and Hosmer are okay against lefties. They're not great, but they're okay. So there are, are options when it comes to the Royals. So there's where you're looking there. When it comes to Ian Kennedy, 6400 bucks. You're facing the ass. Uh, I mean the the Red Sox. The Red Sox don't strike out a ton. 18.5 percent time versus righties. Kennedy 20.5 percent K rate. Um, he's walking 11.2 percent in the last 30 days. He is second worst on the barrel fib, getting barreled 8.55% of the time, striking out 188 walking almost 12% in those last 30 days. Not good. He's getting His hard contact rate overall is almost 40%. Um, home run to fly ball at 14%. Just things you're not excited about at all. Boston's team total is um, 494. Lefty's hitting 309, righty's 313, which isn't too bad. Boston's got an above-average Woba of 320, but just an average ISO of 145. Like I've always said with Boston, they're frustrating because they're a team that should just knock the living daylights out of the ball. They just don't hit a ton of home runs. So they're always high-priced. The upside's there. We know they can hit a bunch of home runs, and maybe Kennedy's that guy. We know he's got the propensity to just give up tons of long balls. He's got that fly ball rate that's just insane. But um, for the price tag, it's just interesting. Kennedy's... Could be a sneaky GPP play. The lineup might be shaky with Boston. You never know. At the same time, I'd almost rather gamble with Straley versus Washington than Kennedy versus Boston. But uh, Kaufman is a nice place to pitch in. It's going to be a good environment tomorrow weather-wise and everything. It could be an interesting matchup against the Red Sox. Like the other day, I told you to pitch fires against Boston, and fires was great. So it could be an interesting GPP play. On a four-game slate with the options you have, he's not the worst play on the board punt wise last but not least you got san diego at the cubs miguel diaz 4400 bucks relief pitcher it's only gonna go three or four innings for the padres if he makes it that far if he doesn't get the, the brakes beat off of him 
And Eddie Butler, 6,100 for the Cubbies. Uh, Miguel Diaz, not much to like here. Cubs do strike out 22.2% of the time, but Diaz, he's walking almost 13%. He faces uh, decent ground ball rate, but other than that, tons of home runs. Uh, lefty's hitting 429, righty's 329. Cubs are definitely in play. Rizzo, he's been unbelievable since leading off, went deep again tonight. Um, Cubs are all in play. Whoever you can get value-wise, non-value-wise, Cubs are definitely in play. They should be chalky. On a four-game slate, a lot of guys are chalky, period. It's just the way it works. Cubs are phenomenal plays today. Um, when you're looking at the Padres versus Eddie Butler, uh, he's got so much talent. He's just so inconsistent. The Padres do strike out 25.6% of the time. Butler is only striking out 14%. In the last 30 days, 23 23rd worst on the barrel. FIP only striking out 12.15%. Getting barreled 4.7% of the time. Walking 8.4%. So San Diego could be sneaky if you want to be contrarian on a small slate. Uh, lefties are hitting 373 off Butler. Righties 363. And uh, the Padres have a Woba of 300, which is almost below average. But a really, really, really good ISO of 174 versus right-handed pitching. So Salarte, who's on fire, is a good play. You got Will Myers, Renfro, who can always go deep. Um, some interesting options in this lineup if you want to get weird about it. Uh, Frenchy Cordero's interesting. These are boomer bust plays. You know, the Padres can put up a dud just like the best of them. But on a small slate to be contrarian, it's an intriguing option. Like a, a Royals-Cubs kind of mini stackage type stuff could be interesting because they're going to be low-owned. Um, Cincinnati-Tampa Bay has an extreme upside because everyone's going to want to flock to Washington, Boston, and Chicago because they're great great offenses and great matchups. So that's the way I look at this slate. Scherzer's the top option. Pomerantz is pretty solid. I like Straley, but Washington's a tough matchup. Kennedy's intriguing, um, and then the rest are really dicey. So that's the way the four-game slate's breaking down. And uh, good luck. Don't go crazy. Like I say on those small slates, they're really, really dicey. Now let's get into the 11-game main slate, which gets even crazier. I got seven pitchers we're breaking down, and let's get at it. Now we always talk about how bizarre DraftKings pricing can be, and it's usually in relation to the, the bats, and every now and then it's the pitching. And to, today they have a pitching one, and the top-priced pitcher on your 11-game slate is Jose Barrios, who is a pitcher we love. We've targeted him often. He's been amazing. He's finally looking like the Barrios we've all expected throughout his maturation. He finally looks like that guy. But he's $11,400. This is a guy who his last time out was 8800 He's been 79 8000 73 74 and 55 those have been his price tags since being called up in the bigs this year. So talk about a price increase. That is crazy. We're not talking, you know, they bumped him up to ninety-five or ten thousand. We're talking eleven thousand four hundred dollars. He is the highest priced guy by five hundred bucks on a guy that's been high all year, Carlos Carrasco. Um he's been good. I'm not knocking it at all. Last time out against Seattle at home, eight innings, five hits, two earned, six Ks for 26.4 points. He's averaging 22.8 points per game. 
on a slate where I told you the totals are what they are, you're looking for hell. If you can get 20-plus guaranteed out of the pitcher, you are ecstatic. You'll pay 11-4 for it. His game logs, 24 40.3, 22.7, 7.3, 16.1, 22.26.4. You take almost all of those except the 7.3, and you'd rather not take the 16.1, but you'd still be okay with it. You'd take almost every other start he's made this year. You really would. It's just crazy because he's going up against the Chicago White Sox team that's swinging a really good bat. Remember, if you listened on Tuesday's podcast, I told you I don't want anything to do with Irvin Santana because the White Sox are swinging it well, and they beat up on Irvin Santana, who was high-priced, who's pitched extremely well this year. I think Jose Barrios has better stuff than Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana is more of a pitch-to-contact guy. He's been getting strikeouts this year, but not not Jose Barrios-type strikeouts. Um, Chicago does strike out almost 23% of the time. Barrios is a guy that strikes out almost 25% of the batters he's facing. Um, walks below 8%, swinging strike rate at 10%, ground ball rate of almost 43, which is outstanding. Very low hard contact rate of 22%. Low uh, home run to fly ball of 75 He's a heavy favorite against the White Sox. Tons of things to like. Tons. I, it, it, it's awesome. They have a 4.48 total, which sounds like a lot, but it's – Sixth lowest on the slate because it's just a crazy slate. Some scary stuff here is lefties are hitting 338, righties 352. Uh, they have an average Woba of 303, a little above average ISO of 154. The White Sox are hitting the ball, hitting it well. Davidson hit another home run. Abreu went deep. Uh, they, they got bats. They got bats, and the total on this game as a whole is 10. It's a scary predicament at that price tag. Uh, the, the caveat here, yes, I'm going with the, that word tonight, is I think he'll be extremely low on because of that price tag. Everything I just told you is going to scare people away. That's why I wanted to break him down. He is a great pitcher. He's in a very scary matchup, and the price tag is bananas. The increase is crazy. It's intriguing for the fact he will be extremely low-owned. Um, this is a night looking at the totals, looking at the options out there. I've been paying for pitching lately. I've been preaching pay a little. It's been working. Like, Sale was awesome tonight. Kluber was awesome. Like, some guys have been great. Even Scherzer, or, uh, Kershaw, who got shelled, got you a boatload of points. But tonight, you're going to need bats. And it's going to be tough to pay for pitching. But in this scenario, I see so many people saving 500 bucks to go to Carrasco that if you can afford the 500 to Berrios and want to take the gamble and hope he can give you six or seven solid innings of three or four runs but six-plus strikeouts, get you 20-plus points against the White Sox, he could pay off in, in, in diamonds. Uh, it's a gamble. It's a GPP only. Do not play him in cash. It's an extreme gamble, but um, and don't play him if you don't want the your heart racing. Don't play him at all. I just want to talk about him because the kid is amazing. It's just the price tag is crazy. The matchup is very difficult. Uh, the White Sox aren't the White Sox we saw in April. This is a whole new ball club, and people still don't respect them like they should. If people that listen to Quick Hits respect them because we use them a lot. 
And um, it's just one of those things. But Jose Barrios, 11-4, is a great play if you can handle the risk-reward. Next up, you do have Carlos Carrasco. He's 10900 bucks in a matchup at Baltimore. It's another risky, risky play. You saw Baltimore woke up tonight. I mention it all the time. They're like a bipolar offense. They they go out there against some of the worst pitchers or the best pitchers and do nothing. Or they like tonight against Tomlin, who does give up home runs, and they go off. Machado woke up, two home runs. Uh, they had a great game. You never know which Baltimore team is going to show up. Uh, you got Carrasco, who is a big strikeout guy. Seven Ks his last time out against Minnesota. 26.1 points, but he's also, you know, two starts back at Kansas City. Four and a third, five earned, three Ks for 1.6. He's averaging around 20 points per start, but he has the really good ones, and he's got some duds, unlike Berrios, who's only got, like, one real dud. So that's one of the things that, you know, Carras- or Berrios has going for him over Carrasco. So I'm trying to, to deviate the two for you here. But Carrasco is in a really good spot against Baltimore. You got Baltimore, who strikes out. 22.5% of the time versus righties, basically the same as the White Sox. Um, he strikes out 24.9% of of, uh, of his pitchers, just about the same as Barrios. 7% walk rate, 11.7% stringy strike is, is phenomenal. Almost 44% ground ball rate. Really good stuff. You, you, Carrasco is a great pitcher. There's no doubt about it. Really, really good stuff with Carrasco. The to- overall total on the game is 9.5%. Uh, Baltimore team total is 4.49. It's .01 more than the White Sox. Lefty's hitting 311. Righty's 278. This is one reason why I like it. Now, the Orioles have a little above average Woba of 317 versus righties and a really good ISO of 178. Like I said, when they do hit, they hit bombs. That's what they do. But the fact that he's a reverse splits pitcher and righty's only hitting 278 is pretty nice because a ton of the thump, there's no Chris Davis. A lot of the thump is right-handed. Machado, Trumbo, Scope. Um, I know I'm going to forget some because I'm just blanking all of a sudden. But when you're talking the Orioles, you're talking right-handed power. It's just what you're looking at. Um, Adam Jones, that's the other one I was thinking of. So, and even even J.J. Hardy occasionally can run into one. He's out. They have a backup shortstop who's, Really not that good. So Carrasco's very intriguing if the right Carrasco shows up. So those are your two options up top. Dicey as heck. Dicey, dicey. But those are your two. Your third one up top at 9,400. I'm going to group them up there even though he's not five, five digits. Jeff Samarja. He's 9,400 bucks at SunTrust Park in Atlanta. Coming off a rough start his last time out, but that was at Coors Field. I will ignore that because, remember, if you look at, at Samarja's like three or four bad starts, they're at Coors or at Arizona, which is Coors Light. Outside of those, he's been phenomenal. One of the best pitchers in baseball, and like those three or four starts have ruined all of his overall numbers. So everyone forgets how good he's actually been. Now, SunTrust is scary. Given, you know, there is chances of rain. If it doesn't rain, the weather permits pretty good hitting. Um, Samarja does line up. He's facing an Atlanta team who strikes out almost 20% of the time. Uh, Samarja's only walking 3.4%. His hard contact rate is only 28%. Does give up the home run, but a lot of that skewed, like I mentioned. 
Ground ball rate is outstanding at 40.3%. Swinging strike rate of almost 11%. Outstanding. The last 30 days, 10th best on the barrel FIP leaderboard at 3.1% barrels. Striking out 25.6% of the batters he's facing, only walking 2.3%. Really, really good stuff. The scary part is it's in SunTrust Park where the ball flies out to right field. Atlanta does have the third lowest team total on the slate, second lowest on the evening slate. Righties are in 285, which is awesome. Lefties are in 334, and lefties are the ones that smoke the ball out of SunTrust. They have a 318 Wobo, which is a little above average, an average ISO of 145. So if he can navigate like Adams and Enciarte and Marquecas and I guess Kemp a little bit, could be interesting. I think Samarza is a very nice GPP play because everyone's going to remember that Coors start that just happened. And again, it's not an ideal situation. Weather could be ugly. If you didn't pay attention on Tuesday, Matt Moore shut them down. Yes, that Matt Moore. Um, It is Atlanta. They have a bad offense for a reason. They're just like, you know, the Giants and some other teams where they explode every once in a while. And people will be like, oh, they're so good. They're middle to bottom half in most categories for a reason. So when you're looking at the three top guys, Samarja could be sneaky good. He could also get destroyed because lefties hit him well in a very good hitter's ballpark. So keep that in mind. But your top three, Barrios 11-4 versus the White Sox, Carrasco 10-9 at Baltimore, Samarja 94 at Atlanta. Sorry, it was long-winded, but I wanted to break those down for you because it's a really bad pitching, tricky pitching slate. For those three, I'd rank them. I'd go Carrasco just for the upside against the right-handed heavy lineup. Uh, and then i go Samarja and then Barrios just because the White Sox, I think, are the most explosive, consistently explosive lineup at the moment. That's the only reason. I think Barrios honestly has the most upside and the lowest ownership but I think he's facing the most explosive consistent lineup right now and there's a lot to be said in baseball about the hot team and they are facing a very hot White Sox team so that is terrifying now we'll go to the four guys that you're going below you can call them the punt middle price guys I kind of looped them all together because it's really just ugly the rest of the way we're going to kick it off with Mike Fires. 8100 bucks at Oakland at Oak.co Coliseum. Uh, Fires, we used him last time against Boston. Seven innings, five hits, one earned, four Ks, 17.6. He has two earned runs or less in four straight starts, 17.6, 33.5, 14.5, 24.7. If you give me 15 or more tonight with Fires against Oakland, I am in. Again, Oakland, a scary predicament as they've been hitting the ball pretty well with some thump. Um, I mentioned on Tuesday, 7th best ISO against right-handed pitching right now. But they do strike out almost 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Uh, Martez threw five pretty solid innings. Fires, think can throw a little better, hopefully. Strikes at about 20% he faces. Um, hard contact rates down to almost 29%, which is great. Ground ball rate of 49%. Pitching really, 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 really well. Um, as a great listener mentioned, uh, he's gotten rid of some of the pitches that have got him in trouble. He's focusing on his good stuff, and it is showing. He's been really, really good. Oakland has one of the lower team totals on a slate of 447. Lefty's 318, righty's 366. 
mentioned they're outstanding ISO against righties. Can't knock that. So if you want to put like the Ryan Healy's of the world and Yonder Alonso's in a lineup, Chris Davis, totally understand it. But I like Fires in that 8,100 bucks when all these pitchers have blow up potentials. Uh, if you look at the totals, like I said, you got to pick somewhere to, to go to battle. And I'll roll my dice with uh, Mark Fire or Mike Fires. Next up, Jordan Montgomery, 7,900 versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, Angels are a hot team too, very hot team. Montgomery back at home where he's pitched much better this year. Uh, 35 and a third innings. It's kind of basically even compared to his road starts. But he's got 18.5 drafting points at home compared to 13.7. Uh, what Many more strikeouts at home. Maybe he likes, uh, he's more comfortable on the mound there. Who knows? Youngsters are weird like that. Coming off a rocky start in Oakland, but he still got you 10 points. But prior to that, 28.2, 23.9 against Baltimore at Toronto. Going up against the Angels, who aren't the biggest strikeout team in the world, but they're almost up to 19% versus lefties. He's a heavy favorite in this matchup. He's striking out almost 23% of the batters he faces with an outstanding swinging strike rate of 13%, uh, 40% ground ball rate, and an awesome 25.6% uh, hard contact rate. Very, very good at limiting the damage and limiting the hard home runs. Uh, very good at that. The Angels team total 482, lefties 309, righties only 295. Angels versus lefties, a very low Woba of 299 and ISO of 191. Montgomery, to me, on a slate like this, is phenomenal at 7900 bucks. He might be chalky. He should be chalky, but I don't care. I really don't. I like Montgomery quite a bit tonight. Michael Waka, 7200 bucks. I hate the fact I'm recommending him. But uh, the more I looked at Mike Leak, I liked him. I wish I would have mentioned him in the recording on Tuesday. I put him in like one lineup and he pitched great. I didn't even use him as much as I wish I would have. Uh, he pitched phenomenal. Philadelphia is frustrating in that ballpark because they have the potential to go bananas. And they just they laid an egg like they can because they strike out 23.5% of the time versus righties. Walker strikes out almost 22% he faces. Hard contact of only 26.3%. He does give up a few home runs, which is... Scary, but his ground ball rate's 45%. Uh, the peripherals are there. He just gets into trouble from time to time. Philly's team total of 4 6 is a little below half on the slate. Uh, lefty's hitting 329, righty's 348, so you got to keep that in mind. Uh, but Philly's average Woba of 301 and average ISO of 141, so you're facing an average to below average offense in the Phillies in a very good hitter's ballpark. That's the downside. If Waka could just keep the ball in the ballpark and not walk guys and make them earn their runs, like put hits together and form a rally, he'll be okay. You're not looking for shutouts. A shutout would be amazing. You're just looking for quality starts, like six, seven, eight, three runs or less, five plus Ks. Waka can give that to you on a given day. You can get blown up at the same time. But Waka at 72 at Philadelphia has some upside. Your last guy. This one I, I like quite a bit. If you're not using Samarja, you're looking into Sean Newcomb, the left-handed youngster, one of the high prospects for the Atlanta Braves, coming off a six-inning, five-hit, three-earned run, four-walk, 3K performance against Miami, only 8.1 points. The walks got to him. First start against the Mets, he got 24.7 points. Facing the Giants offense, who stinks against left-handed pitching, um, when it comes to the Gigantes, strikeout almost 20% versus lefties. 
Uh, it's a small sample, but Newcomb has a 52.8% ground ball rate, hard contact rate of only 13.9. Giants team totals 461. Uh, average Woba, below average Woba of 287, and a below average ISO of 115. Those are both like league lows, like very, very low, very, very, very bad Wobas versus lefties and ISOs versus lefties. Newcomb's in a great spot. If he's not walking guys, which is a problem with him, if he's not walking guys and just you know throwing meatballs, he's in for a great spot at 6500 bucks against the Giants. I like that as a punt play quite a bit, especially if you want to pay up for one of the top three. You're not going to pay for Samarja, obviously, but if you want to pay for Carrasco or Berrios, or even if you want to match him up with Montgomery, Fires, or Waka and get all the bats in the world, you can roll the dice and you know hope hope your bats go off if these guys just put average starts together. That's where you're going there. So Fires 81 at Oakland, Montgomery 79 versus the Angels, Waka 72 at Philadelphia, Newcomb 65 versus the Giants. I rank them Montgomery, Newcomb, Fires, and then Waka for your pitchers. It's a uh, tell you ugly pitching guys. If I find any more pitchers I like, I'll tweet them out to you, but it's going to be like pulling teeth. Let's get into the bats on this 11-game slate. Kick it off with the catcher's position. You got Gary Sanchez versus Ricky Nolasco. Uh, you got a lot of bad barrel fifth guys on this slate. Nolasco, we'll kick, well, I'll, just, I'll go through them real quick. On your day slate, I mentioned Kennedy. On your night slate, you got Gaussman pitching. He's fourth worst, getting barreled 6.82% of the time. You got Nolasco. He's seventh worst in the last 30 days, getting barreled 8.94% of the time. You got Junior Garu's 15th worst the last 30 days, getting barreled 4.03% of the time, walking almost 15% of the batters he's facing. You got Justin Verlander, 16th worst, getting barreled almost 5% of the time, walking over 12%, only striking out 17% Verlander. Um, And then you got Eddie Butler, who's on the day slate. So a lot to target on this evening. Slate, Gary Sanchez versus Alaska, 4,900 if he's in the lineup. Ionetta and Coolers. That's one guy I did not mention. I really wanted to mention him. Uh, Granky pitched really well. I threw him in one lineup late because I took Tehran out because of the rain threat. He pitched well. And I wanted to mention Hoffman as an option because Arizona, they put up three runs against Sensatella. They have been really bad outside of Coors. Really, really bad. I know it outside of Coors Light. And I know Coors is Coors. It's scary. Um, Hoffman's been really good at home and the road. Coors hasn't affected him a ton. Uh, their AAA home is a band box as well, so he's used to pitching in bad pitching environments. He's 6600 bucks. so if you want to punt Hoffman, I have no problem with it, but it's just a Coors pitcher, and that's, that's dicier than almost anything you can ever do. But he's got tremendous upside, so I do want to mention that with Hoffman. Tons of upside if you want to go that route. Buster Posey versus Newcomb, if you're not using him, he's 4,200. Zunino versus Verlander, 4,100. Zunino's swinging a great stick. Uh, you got Russell, the love muscle at 4K. Alex Avila at 4K. We'll go down a little bit more here. Get some value at catcher for you. Manny Pena versus Williams at 36 is in play. I don't mind that at all. Jan Gomes, righties are crushing Kevin Gossman. Jan Gomes at 3,400 is in play. Nick Hundley, if he gets to start at catcher versus the lefty Newcomb at 34, has some upside. Chris Jimenez for the, the Twins, if he gets to start versus the lefty Holmberg for the White Sox at 3,200 is in play. Like that a little bit there. Elias Diaz, if he gets to start for Pittsburgh at 3,200, has some upside. 
If you're not using fire, Steven Vogt at 31 has a little bit of upside there as well. Andrew Knapp at 3K versus Waka. Evan Gaddis versus the lefty Manaya. Gaddis hits lefties extremely well. We love Manaya. Manaya's great. I just can't recommend pitchers versus the Astros. The Astros smoked Sonny Gray today, and Gray's been pitching well. Manaya might throw a gem. I just can't do it. Uh, Yasmani Grandal versus a lefty. Switch hitter. He's 2800 bucks. You got um, John Hicks. Let us down tonight. He's 2600 versus Paxton. If you want to go there again, he does have power versus lefty. Definitely don't just take one or two games to ruin it for you. He's a good option. Very good option. Uh, same with our other guy when we get to him, James McCann. He's 2300 versus Paxton. He's still a good option. Don't don't let it ruin for you. Renee Rivera, if he gets to start versus Rich Hill, 2200 bucks as a nice value play there. Uh, Kevin Ploiecki, 2400 versus uh, Hill. Both those catchers for the Mets are some pretty good options versus the lefty Hill. Going to first base, you got Paul Goldschmidt, 5900 in Coors. Cody Bellinger, folks, went yard again. His 10th homer in the last 10 games. First rookie to ever do that. He's got 22 homers on the year. First base, outfield eligible, 5200 bucks versus the lefty Pill. I don't care if it's a lefty-lefty. Bellinger is in play. Pill won't last long anyways. You'll get the bullpen of the Mets, which isn't good. Bellinger is in play. Edwin Encarnacion is absolutely in, on fire. Hit one of the second deck on Tuesday. He is 4900 bucks. He is in play against Gossman. He is... Uh, if you can get both those guys in a lineup, do it. Um, Desmond versus Walker is not bad at all. Justin Smoke at 4600 versus Ross is a solid play. Matt Davidson's on fire when deep again. He's first base, third base eligible. Against Berrios, which is tough, but he's eligible at 4500 Eric Thames, first base outfit eligible against Williams. Uh, Williams, lefty's hit 356, righty's 345. Brew crew looking good on Wednesday. Thames, 4500 Matt Carpenter against Pavetta. Pavetta threw a gym against Boston his last time out. Don't look too much into that. Um, lefty's hit 342, righty's 393. Cardinals are swinging a really good bat. We've been stacking them lately and stacking them well. Carpenter is swinging the good sticks and moving the leadoff spot. He's 4,500. Lots of good first basemen here. Um, Matt Holiday, 4,400 versus Nolasco. Matt Holiday has some really good career history versus Nolasco, so keep that in mind. He'll be low owned. Kendris Morales, 44, is definitely in play. Jay Bruce hits lefties well, 44 versus Hill. Mentioned Posey. Carlos Santana, 41. Yonder Alonso, 41, is not bad if you're fading fires. Josh Bell had the day off today. He's 4,100 versus Guerra. Tons of good first basements today, guys. Matt Adams, first base outfield eligible versus Samarza. If you're fading Samarza, Adams at 41 is in play. Ryan Healy, first base, third base at 4K is definitely in play. Jose Abreu went deep. He's 39 versus Barrios. There's value there. Miggy Cabrera versus the lefty Paxton at only 3,900 bucks has really good value. Uh, Albert Pujols, if you're not playing Montgomery, 3,700 bucks. Some really good value there from Pujols. Against the lefty youngster, good, good value. Uh, as you go down the list, C.J. Cron versus the lefty Montgomery at 3,400 is some tremendous value. Cron has really good power versus the lefty. He's been struggling. He hasn't been playing great, but there's really good value there. Another good value play, Jose Ozuna for Pittsburgh. He's first base outfield eligible. He hits right. He's really, really good with power. Good ISO versus right-handed pitching. He's 3,300 bucks. Uh, I believe he went deep either today or yesterday. Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember which one it was. But some good options there 
for you. Uh, I think that's about it. I wouldn't go too much lower. You got tons of value already. Again, there's Hicks at 26 if you need to. But yeah, a lot to like at first base. Second base, Jose Ramirez continues to crush the baseball. Second base, third base eligible, all the way up to $5,100, and he's still worth the price if you can afford him. The guy is on fire. Doubles, home runs, you name it, he's got it. Jose Altuve, 47, versus the lefty Manaya is in play. LeMahieu, 47, and Coors. Drury, 46, and Coors. Dozier versus the lefty Holmberg at 45. Let us down on Tuesday. Definitely in play against Holmberg again at 45. Like him a ton. Castro at 44 versus Nolasco is a good look. Odor at 44. Chris Taylor, second base outfit eligible versus lefty Pill at 44 is a really, really good play. Kipnis, 43 versus Gossman is a great play. There's, when the pitching is this bad, you can play almost anybody. This is ridiculous. Robinson Cano at 41. Jonathan Scope at 4K. Jed Lowry at 4K has got some nice upside. Eric Sogard at 39 is a nice play. Paul DeJong had another extra base hit today, $3,900. Josh Harrison at 37 is a nice-looking play. Ian Kinsler's only 37 versus Paxton. As you can see, the Tigers are going to be cheap yet again. A cheap Arizona, bad if he's in the lineup. Daniel Descalso, second base outfield eligible at 37. Logan Forsyth, second base, third base, hits lefties really well. He's only 3300 bucks. That's some value right there for you. If he's in the lineup, Chad Pender's only 3K with some home run upside versus Fires, second base shortstop eligible. Definitely in play. Uh, Wilmer Flores for the Mets. Loves hitting lefties. Loves hitting lefties. He's second base, third base eligible. Only 2800 bucks. Extreme value. Uh, I can't even recommend you, Aaron Hill. Uh, Taylor Motter, I recommended him as a punt play on Tuesday. He went deep. He's second base shortstop eligible at 2600 He's not going to go deep every day. But he always brings that upside, uh, at least to get on base and do some damage. I like the fact he's been batting ninth lately, so he wraps around and gives you that uh, back-to-the-top-of-the-order kind of stack. Keep an eye out, though. Segura's coming back pretty soon. Going to third base, Jake Lamp, 56, and Coors is in play. Arenado, 55 as well. Mentioned Jose Ramirez. Josh Donaldson, 47, is pretty much always in play. Matt Davidson mentioned him. Justin Turner versus Pillett, 45, is solid. I really like Travis Shaw at 43 versus Williams. Price tag's down a couple hundred bucks from normal. Against Williams, who gets crushed by lefties, is really good. Uh, Hernan Perez, third base outfield eligible at 41. Jed Jericho, who went deep on Tuesday, he's 41. and gets a good matchup versus Pavetta in a good hitter's park in Philly. Ryan Healy at 4K. Russell Martin. No, not with these options. Miguel Sano, 3900 bucks, Way, way too cheap for me. He went deep on Tuesday. I know he's slumping. I know he's slumping. My man Doc even tweeted me out when he went deep. Derek Holland can break you out of the slump. Holmberg can break you out of the slump. Sano at 3900 bucks, Stupid cheap. Joey Gallo against Bia Genie at 3900 bucks, Always a home run upside. That's really cheap for that upside on this slate where you've seen ex- how expensive – these bats are, and you're looking for, with all the offense, you're just looking for guys that can hit home runs. You're not looking for guys that are going to go three for four with like two RBIs. You're looking for guys that can, at worst, go one for four with a home run. You want home runs tonight. So you might not even want to stack. You might want to just go position by position and go home runs. That's what you're looking for, the long ball. And Gallo does that at 3900 bucks. At worst, you want extra base hits. Singles do nothing for you unless they're like minimum 
Like you get like two two-run singles. You want double digits from every position. Uh, Kyle Seager at 3800 bucks has some upside there. Uh, Manny Machado, 3700 bucks. He'll be low-owned against Carrasco, double-donked. Double-donked might make him a little higher-owned, but Carrasco might scare people off as well. Mentioned Josh Harrison. He's always low-owned. He's got some upside there. Todd Frazier at 35. Louis Balbuena, switch hitter at 35. David Fries, he's been sneaky good. He's 3,500. Not sure I'd go with him on this slate with all the options that are out there, but he's been sneaky. And that ballpark is Junior Guerra, but I probably would go elsewhere on that. But if you want to save some money, there's upside. Uh, Yanel Escobar hits lefties well. He's 33, so some upside there. Uh, Mikel Franco's hitting a little better. 33 versus Waka, some upside. I mentioned Forsyth, 33. Nick Castellanos, 3,200 versus Paxton. There's a ton of upside there. I like that a lot. And then there's Wilmer Flores at 2,800 bucks. Can always take a lefty deep. So, yeah, third base, it's loaded up top. and But below 4K, a lot of home run upside at the third base position to dig in on. I like that a ton. I'm not saying don't pay up at third base, but if you're going to save at any position and still have home run upside, right now third base is going to be one of them. Outfield always has them, but third base definitely has some for you. Shortstop, Carlos Correa, 48 versus Manaya is a really good-looking play. You got Corey Seager, gone deep three times on Tuesday. Facing Pill at 47, he'll be chalky in a great matchup again, so I can't fault you. Chris Owens, 46 in Coors. Didi Gregorius, 4,400 versus Ricky Nolasco is a really, really good play. No one ever owns Didi. Uh, we got Elvis Andrews having a great year at 44. Lindor at 43 versus Gossman is tremendous. I like that quite a bit. Anderson Simmons versus a lefty at 4K. Mentioned Sogard. Jordy Mercer's up to 3,800 bucks. No one's going to own him. I can't say to do it on this slate. He's... He'll be super on. It's a crazy GPP play just because he's been playing well. But don't – I can't be that guy to tell you to do it. If you do like a bunch of lineups, it's interesting. But don't do it if you just have like one or two. It's just that one. If he does it, no one's going to own him. And he's been – it's a great matchup and a great ballpark. It's just there's other options you can do it with. Damn, I like that though. It's interesting. Uh, Jorge Polanco, some upside at 3K versus Holmberg. Uh, Pender at 3K has some power up. See, like Pender at 3K, I'd almost rather save 800 bucks than than uh, Mercer. Where's the guy? I always pass him. And I, oh, he's day to day. That's why I passed him. Eduardo Escobar. He's day to day. After Pender, we go on to. I wish Ahmed Rosario was up here. That'd be awesome. Uh, if Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, he's second base shortstop eligible at 27 as a punt. There's Taylor Motter again at 26. I don't mind that at all as an ultimate punt. Uh, Gavin Cecchini of the Mets. Gavin Cecchini. He took Kershaw deep. He's a, a young prospect, not their top. They left Ahmed Rosario down there. But he's a young prospect, and he can hit lefties. So he should be in the lineup against Rich Hill. So if you want to punt with a little bit of power, 2500 bucks, Cicchini. Keep him in mind. Wanted to bring him up for you. Let's wrap it up in the outfield where you're going to have 
more options than you know what to do with your head's gonna explode. You got Blackman at 56, Judge at 54, Springer at 52, our boy Bellinger at 52, Peralta at 5K. Usual suspects here at the top. Desmond at 47, blah, 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 blah. These are the things I don't need to tell you. I love Dexter Fowler at 46. No one ever plays him. The Fowler Carpenter one-two punch has been phenomenal. Just It's been great. No one plays him. Andrew McCutcheon has been white hot and no one plays him. He's 4,500, another great matchup. In that game, everyone will go to Eric Thames, who's great. Don't get me wrong, he's 45 as well. But everyone's going to see that $4,500 price tag, and they're going to go Thames when McCutcheon is the guy that also can do just as much or more damage. You got Broxton at 45 in a great matchup versus Williams. Again, they're going to go Thames if you want to be different because this slate you're going to have to be different somehow, even though you need all the points. It's really hard on this slate because you need all the points. But you're going to be able to afford it if you do it right. But Broxton at 45 can be sneaky. Same with uh, Adam Frazier if you can uh, get on base for guys. Zimmer has some upside against Gossman, even though righty sent him better. He's been playing pretty well. I mentioned Bruce and Taylor already. Yasiel Puig versus Pill at 4,400. Could have some low-owned upside for you there. Aaron Hicks went deep on Tuesdays, back in the lineup, batting second, 4,300 versus Nolasco. Very solid play. No more Mazzara, 4,300 versus Biagini. Went deep on Tuesday. There's some of that home run upside that will be low-owned we're looking for. Ioannis Suspedis. First Aaron Hill at 4300 bucks can mash the lefties. Another one we're liking there. Don't have to pay for the $5,000, guys, folks. We got some cheapies. We got Trombaum at 42 Gardner at 42 Carlos Gonzalez at 42 He went deep on Tuesday. Nelson Cruz at 42 Our boy J.D. Martinez at 42 versus a lefty, which we love. Tommy Pham and Steven Piscotti versus Pavetta at 42 are both sneaky plays. We like them a lot versus lefties, but they're going to be a great spot versus Pavetta. I'm not saying go all in on the Cardinals because I don't want – I really don't want full game stacks even though there's going to be like potentially four or five teams that score a boatload of runs where a stack's going to be awesome. But if you look at the totals, can you tell me right now which teams they are going to be? Because every team's projected to score a boatload of runs. I'd rather pick the guys that are going to hit home runs because even if these teams score a boatload of runs – there might only be two or three home runs that game where if you pick like eight different guys from eight different games, you could get eight different home runs. If you see my drift here, eight different home runs is going to win it for you. Not a stack of three home runs. This is how you got to kind of mix it up at times. And the way the long ball has been getting hit when I've been winning, it has not been big stacks. That's all I'm saying. Like two man, three man at the most right now on slates like this. Other slates, you can go bigger. This kind of slate, I wouldn't go crazy unless you nail the one that just goes crazy with a bunch of home runs. And if you can figure that out, I want your crystal ball. Uh, we got Melky Cabrera at 41, Eddie Rosario at 41, uh, Aaron Althair at 41. Not too bad. Uh, as we go down the list, I like Matt Adams, like I told you, at 41. Lonnie Chisenhall at 4K versus Gossman has some very nice upside there. Seth Smith at 39 is not bad. Chris Davis, 3900 bucks versus Fires is very solid. Mitch Hanniger at 39. Ben Gamble at 39. Both for the Mariners. You've been batting 1 and 2 in that order lately. Both have some upside there. Avisil Garcia went deep again on Tuesday. 
He's $3,800. Cameron Maven versus the Lefty Montgomery at $3,800. Both upside on that one. Justin Upton went deep on Tuesday. He's swinging a good stick. He's $3,800. Um, just keeps mashing, and that's a lot of value. Less than four k for that kind of power um, against the Lefty and Paxton, who we know can shut guys down, but he's got issues. He's working on changing mechanics and stuff. If he figured it out in four days, more power to you. Uh, Austin Slater, I've been mentioning him as value. He's facing the lefty. He's 3700 bucks. He went deep on Tuesday. The kid is really, really good. If you're not using Newcomb, he'll be super low-owned. Tremendous upside. Uh, he's a rookie, so four Ks is in the works, but tremendous upside in that one. Uh, as we go down the list, Gregory Polanco at 36, swinging it better of late. It'll come. It's coming. Howie Kendrick at 36, Cargo at 36, and Coors, he went deep on Tuesday. It's just, in Coors, it's too much value for Cargo at that price tag. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's just too much value. As you go down the list, it's starting to get a little bleaker, but still, we're only at 3500 bucks. Derek Fisher facing a lefty, not so much. You know, the kid's been amazing for us. Hunter Pence versus the lefty Newcomb at 34. Pence has been struggling mightily, but maybe the lefty's what breaks him out of it. If you want to get weird in a GPP, you can go there. Jake Marisnik uh, against the lefty Manaya at 32 has some big power upside. Manaya does limit the damage, but big upside there if you want to go that route. Odebo Herrera is only 3,100 versus Waka. Tremendous upside for a cheapie if you need to go cheap with Odebel. And as we get below 3K, it gets a little bigger. Mikey Matok versus the lefty Paxton at 28. Uh, not much else really down here. They raised a lot of prices today, which rightfully so with uh, the situations at hand. Jacob Brugman leading off, but he doesn't have much power upside at 2,400. If you just really want to punt and not get a home run, you can go there. Maybe he runs into one for you, but I doubt it. Maybe he gets on and steals some bases and still gets you double digits. I don't know, but that's where you are on that one. So there you go. It is insane what you have to look forward to today. Um, hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions. I know I just named you like half the player pool, but I tried to at least point you in the right direction. It's the best I can do. This podcast is built to give you the right ideas to help you build your lineups and then tweet me, DM me, whatever, for your help after that. Recap on your 11-game slate. Your top tier pitchers, Carrasco's number one at 10-9, Samarja 94, Barrios 11-4. Your, your bottom tier, Montgomery 79, Newcomb 65, Fires 81, Waka 72. When we're stacking, Dodgers versus Pill, um, lock and load. Do not forget Bellinger. Seager's great. Pill's not going to go super deep, so don't worry too much. Uh, it's small sample, but lefties have hit 463 off of them, so extremely small sample, so don't read too much into that, but but even like Puig is an interesting play. Forsyth that's left as well. Tons of the like there. Uh, Mets versus Rich Hill. Sneaky play like Suspedis and company. Uh, you got Coors, of course. Lots to like there. Righties have hit Hoffman better than lefties. Same with Walker. Righties better than lefties. Uh, Yankees versus Nolasco. Matt Holliday, some pretty good history versus him. Keep that in mind. As you go down the list, Twins versus Holmberg, Sano and Dozier are really good plays. Lefties versus Tyson Ross from the Blue Jays hitting 334. Indians versus Gossman, righties hitting 376 off Gossman. Insane. And I still love Kipnis, Chisenhall, and my boy Ramirez. Don't forget him. 
As you go on, you got uh, Brew Crew versus Trevor Williams. Lefty's 356, righty's 345. Brew Crew definitely in play, but Cardinals versus Pavetta. Lefty's 342, righty's 393. Remember that Carpenter Fowler's 1 2 punch. And then if you want to sprinkle some of the others, fine. But that 1 2 punch. Uh, as you go on, Phillies versus Waka. Lefty's 329, righty's 348. If you want to trust the Phillies, you can. It's risky. And the beat goes on. There's all kinds of stuff to attack tonight, guys. It's it's nuts. But good luck. Uh, again, check us out. TheSportsDGens.com at TheSportsDGens. Jesse's got your preview of the Travelers Championship. Be recording around the bases, episode 17 with Boston Moe tonight. It got postponed today. Scheduling got mixed up. Uh, also be recording Bench with Bub, episode 42, U.S. Open recap, and some other golf talk with DFS Golf Gods Jesse tonight as well so tons coming out we'll have some ufc coming up tons to talk about if you have any dfs questions hit me up at bd Entrick. more importantly good luck on your four game early 11 game main wednesday slate and let's make some money let's get some green screens out there but um this was mlb dfs quick hits your wednesday june 21st edition i'm out